insightful podcasts by informative hosts. Insights into Things, a podcast network. Welcome to Insights into Teens, a podcast series exploring the issues and challenges of today's youth. Your hosts are Joseph and Madison Whalen, a father and daughter team making their way through the challenges of the teenage years. Welcome to Insights into Teens. This is episode 169, Living a Happy Life. I'm your host, Joseph Whalen, and my happy and healthy co-host, Madison Whalen. Hi, everybody. How are you doing, Maddie? Fine, I guess. How about you? You guess. You always guess. You should know these things by now. Anyway, I'm doing well. We are back in the studio after... Several weeks of missed opportunities to podcast. We've been having some significant technical difficulties. Yep. Uh, we managed to work those out last weekend uh, when we did a Insights Into Tomorrow, which will be coming out on Monday, as will this podcast. And then this week, actually, they might not be coming out on Monday because we're actually renovating the studio this weekend. Yep. So we've got some... New decorations to do. We're going to be redoing the audio uh, uh, tiles in here. We've got some new equipment to put in. We're going to be rearranging the desks a little bit. We're actually going to put a quiet, cool air conditioner in here so we can actually do podcasts because I think one or two of the podcast days we missed out on it was because it was just so hot in the studio I couldn't do it. Yeah. So anyway, if we don't get these out on Monday, I will get them out on Tuesday, but hopefully Monday. We should be all done with the studio by Monday, uh, and we'll get back on that horse, and we got a whole bunch of podcasts lined up, and a lot of good stuff coming at you. Uh, but in the meantime, we are talking about living a happy life. We all want to be happy, right? Uh, but we sometimes think happiness, think of happiness as a thing that happens to us, something we have no control over. It's easy to link the idea of happiness with the situation we're in. We might tell ourselves, if only things were different, then I'd be happy. But it's not really how happiness works. Research shows that a small portion of happiness, only about 10%, depends on a person's situation. So where does most of our happiness come from? Well, that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of Insights into Teens. But before we do that, I'd like to take a moment to invite our listening and viewing audience to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can find uh, links to all of our podcasts listed as Insights into Things, both audio and video. You can also find just audio versions of this podcast listed as Insights into Teens pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast these days. Um, I would ask you to give us a thumbs up, give us a vote, give us a review on your favorite podcast uh, application of choice. Let folks know uh, where we are and, and that uh, you know we're doing a good job here. At least I hope we are. You think we're doing a good job? Maybe, sure. 
I hope so. We got a lot of listeners now. That's good. We're getting about 3,000 downloads a month now, it looks like. Nice. So we're doing pretty good. You can also uh, contact us. You can email us at comments at insightsintothings.com. You can find us on Twitter at insights underscore things. Uh, we do stream five days a week on Twitch at twitch.tv slash insights into things. Or you can go to our uh, official website at www.insightsintothings.com to get links to all of our social media. Are we ready? I guess so. Okay. Sounds almost decisive. I know, right? There we go. So this is the last episode we're getting from kidshealth.org in this series of emotional intelligence or EQ, IQ, I forget what it was. Uh, Ten episodes. Something like that. Ten episodes of dealing with emotional well-being that we got from kids' health. So we thank them once again for being such a valuable source to us. So they tell us that part of happiness depends on personality. Some people who have a naturally happy demeanor. Some people have a naturally happy demeanor. I guess you should read it the way I wrote it, huh? Probably, yeah. Would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, but we all know people who are cheerful and optimistic most of the time. Their upbeat personalities make it easier for them to be happy. So what does that mean for people who are born with a personality that's on the grumpy side? They might see the faults in people and situations instead of the good. Their mood might be glum more often than it's cheerful. But if they'd like to be happier, and who wouldn't, is it possible to get there? Happiness is up to us. Researchers have found that more than half of happiness depends on things that are actually under our control. That's really good news because it means everyone can be happier. A big part of how happy we are depends on our mindset, the habits we practice, and the way we live each day. By learning the key ingredients of happiness, we can use them to become happier. So why does happiness matter? Happiness is more than a good feeling or a yellow smiley face. It's the feeling of truly enjoying your life and the desire to make the very best of it. Happiness is the secret sauce that can help us be and do our best. Here's what researchers found when they studied happy people. Happy people are more successful. They're better at reaching their goals. They tend to be healthier and live longer as a result. They have better relationships, and they learn better. So let me ask you a very basic question. You know, we, we joked around with, before the show, how accurate my description of happy and healthy being attributed to you is. Would you consider yourself happy? Um, for the most part, yeah. I live a pretty good life. Um, I'd say I appreciate it uh, for the most part. While it's definitely not perfect, nothing really is, so I'd say that, well, I guess based on my way of life, I should probably be happy. You phrase that in a very interesting way. You say you should be happy. What makes you think you should be happy? Is it expectations that, that mommy and I put on you that make you think you should be happy? 
No, I, I guess it's really just the position I am in my life because a lot of people would really want to be in my shoes because it's like, you know, I have a good home. I don't have to worry about food. I have good grades. I'm in, you know, the good classes. I have a promising future, you know. I'm, I have a lot of good things and I feel like I should be happy for them or because of them. But I sense that you're not happy. Is that is that what you're alluding to? That you should be happy? You you acknowledge where you are, that you should be happy for the things that you have, but you're not. Is that true? I mean, not to the point where I think I should be, okay. I guess. I'm not like... I mean, there's still like points where I don't really feel great, and... You know, I feel like I should be feeling great because it's like, hey, you're even if you have problems now, you're still way better off than other people. Well, and, you know, there's there's a certain amount, like they say here, only about 10% of your situation dictates happiness. So if you're not happy, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not happy with your situation. There's a lot of things that affect our happiness. So it's okay if you're not happy. You know, if there's a reason for you not to be happy, you don't have to feel bad that you aren't happy. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things in my life that make me happy or, or make me sad. And sometimes I think a good portion of, of what it is that makes me happy are things that I have to find happiness. You know, after a long week at work, a frustrating week at work, maybe some setbacks, you know, maybe I had some fights, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I had the misfortune of having to lay off one of my employees who had been with me for a long time. And he'd been with me six years, seven years. So he was more than just an employee. He was a friend. And that takes a lot out of you emotionally. And yes, while, you know, career-wise and family-wise and house-wise and everything, I should have been happy. There are things that happen in our day-to-day -day lives that, that rob us of that happiness. So it's a good portion of that is experience. So it's not unusual to go through periods of being unhappy. Um, and a lot of times those periods of unhappy are based on experiences or they're based on um, just feelings that we have of of different things inadequacy lack of confidence uh, you know social awkwardness it could be any number of things that make us unhappy but it sounds like you have an idea of where happiness is at least because you can recognize that you're not there right now now if you can recognize where happiness is do you have an inkling of what it would take to be happy? To some extent, yeah. Um, like, I know what stuff makes me, like, feel b good and stuff that doesn't make me feel good. Like, getting a good grade, that get makes me feel good. Spending time with friends, that makes me feel good. Watching videos, spending time with cats or playing games, that makes me feel good. And then, you know, there's stuff that doesn't make me feel good and I'm able to recognize, you know why that stuff doesn't normally make me feel good. Okay. 
Well, and we're going into a kind of a long holiday weekend right now because you're out of school tomorrow, you're out of school on Monday. Is the lack of, because you, you're a perfectionist. I think we've clearly established that on this show over the years. Is the lack of pressure of not having school that drives you something that makes you unhappy where you don't have, you spoke earlier before the show about not feeling passionate. And one of the things that you feel passionate about is, is when you have that pressure of school, is the prospect of that pressure not being there for the next four days or even at the end of the school year, is that something that maybe robbed you of some of that, that, pleasure that you get from overcoming some of those things and makes you happy? I honestly wouldn't really say that. Being honest, I found that, like, there are other things that give me a lot more gratification than something from school, even if, like, I did something that I didn't think I could do because, you know, I tend to normally do that kind of stuff, yet I still psych myself out. The fact that not having to worry about school is more something that's going to make me happier than having real school, really. Okay. Well, that makes that makes sense. If if you were unhappy because you didn't have school, I'd really be worried at that point. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think you need to do at this point? Do you have a vision of, of what you need to do to get to that happy place? Like if, like if you want to draw a line in the sand and say, by, by Sunday I want to be happy, what would it take to get you happy? Um... I don't know, spending <clears throat> spending time on stuff that I'd enjoy, like art or playing rock band or just doing, you know, some kind of small things that I normally get gratification for. Is the fact that I'm making everybody work in a studio this weekend making you unhappy? Not really. I mean, I'm kind of interested in taking all the tiles down because it's kind of one of those things where it's like... The thing is, I can find enjoyment in, like cleaning in some way or another like i don't like the prospect of having to do it it takes me like a while to even get up and decide to do it but then i can finally but then when i do it i can get into a rhythm and like doing something like unpinning all the tiles that sounds like it's something that when i have the energy for it and you know actually do it i won't uh be too bad with it okay fair point so we're going to take our first break here and we come back. We're going to talk about what some of the ingredients for a happy life are. We'll be right back. All For over seven years, the Second Sith Empire has been the premier community guild in the online game Star Wars The Old Republic. With hundreds of friendly and helpful active members, a weekly schedule of nightly events, annual guild meet and greets, and an active community both on the web and on Discord. The Second Sith Empire is more than your typical gaming group. We're family. Join us on the Starforge server for nightly events such as operations, flashpoints, world boss hunts, Star Wars trivia, guild lottery, and much more. Visit us on the web today at www.thesecondsithempire.com. 
Welcome back to Insights in a Teen. Today we're talking about living a happy life. And now we're going to discuss the ingredients for a happy life. Happiness is so important in our lives that it has its own field of research called positive psychology. Experts in this field have found that there are key things that make people happier. One of those key things is kind of obvious, positive emotions, such as joy, gratitude, and love, amazement, delight, playfulness, and humor, inspiration, compassion, hope, and calm, creativity, excitement, and enjoyment, being a few examples. Uh, We all like to have these positive feelings. Besides feeling good, positive emotions do good things for our brains and bodies. They lower stress hormones, help ease anxiety and depression, and improve our immune system. Feeling some positive emotions every day has a big effect on our happiness and well-being. That's why it's so important to do things that give us positive feelings. Even simple actions like playing with a child or a pet like you enjoy time with the cats, going for a walk outdoors, any of these things can inspire these feelings. Knowing how to manage our negative emotions is also key to happiness. Difficult emotions are a fact of life, but the way we handle them makes all the difference. Another key aspect are our strengths and interests. The things we're good at and like to do are our strengths. We all have strengths, even if we haven't discovered them yet. Some of the strengths include the things we're interested in, like music, art, science, building things, cooking, and reading. Any skills we have, like painting, playing an instrument, or playing a sport. As well as our good qualities, such as kindness, humor, and or leadership. Happiness increases when we discover a strength or, and practice it. The more we practice a strength, the better we get until we really master it. When we get really good at doing something we enjoy, we can get lost in it, like cleaning or art or anything else that you've done. That's called flow. Experiencing flow helps boost happiness. Finding daily ways to use our strengths is a key ingredient for a happy life. Another key is good relationships. The people in our lives matter. Good relationships are one of the best ways to enjoy happiness, health, and well-being. Developing certain emotional skills can help us form and keep good relationships, which we've talked about in the podcast before. When we are there for the people in our lives, and when they're there for us, we feel more resilient, resourceful, and successful. Here are some of the skills that help us build good relationships. Learning how to understand and express our emotions. Using empathy to understand how someone else feels. Using kindness. Showing gratitude. And developing assertiveness to say what we want and need. Another key is also finding meaning and purpose in life. Our lives can be busy with day-to-day activities and responsibilities. Many of us multitask, so we might race ahead thinking about the next place we need to be but slowing down to pay attention to what we're doing and why builds happiness. Pay attention to the effects of your actions. Notice the ways, big or small, that you make a difference. Live life based on the values that are important to you. Take time to think of what really matters to you, like helping others or protecting the planet. In what way do you want to make the world a better place? Notice any small daily actions that point you in that direction. 
They help give your life a sense of meaning and increase happiness. The final key point we have is achievement. When our lives are rich with positive emotions, great relationships, strengths to practice, and a sense of purpose, we are ready to accomplish things. Setting and achieving goals gives us something to put our energy into. It lets us see how we make a difference. Put effort into things that matter to you. Do your best at whatever you try, without a need to be perfect. If things don't work out at first, keep an optimistic mindset and try again. Believe in yourself and your dreams. Set realistic goals and some action steps to turn dreams into realities. To make a success even sweeter, celebrate it with people you care about. So a lot of these things that we talk about here are things that we've really addressed numerous times from different angles on the podcast. What do you do if you feel like you're not happy? What, what's your first reaction? What is, what's that one go-to thing that you do to try to get to a happier place? Um, the first thing I normally go to if I'm not feeling great is to find a way to distract myself when from like something that has made me unhappy normally by spending time with the people I care about, spending time with cats, playing games, watching videos, doing art, really anything that I enjoy uh, kind of to just get my mind off of it. Okay. And typically what's the trigger point for you? Like everybody has a tolerance point for unhappiness. At what point do you get to that trigger point where you have to do something? You know, whether that's go pet a cat or go have a conversation with mommy or I or or cry. I mean, sometimes that's what that's what we do when we get sad is we'll cry sometimes. How do you know when you're to that point that you have to take action to to do something about your unhappiness? Uh, when it builds to the point where I don't know if I'm going to be able to really hold it anymore, like... It gets to a point where, like, I just feel, I either feel, like, constantly, like, this one really, this one emotion is just incredibly, like, overcoming me, and it's, like, affecting how I act. I, like, have to restrain myself when I'm around other people without, like, the need to lash out. I, like, I get to a point where it's, like, it's the only thing I'm thinking about, it's the only thing that's on my mind, and, like, I can't get it off. And that's when, when I get home, I normally have to vent in some way or another. Okay, and that that sounds familiar. I mean, I've, I've been there many times myself. I think one of the things that I do to try to, I guess, regulate that happiness a little bit more is I try to to find waypoints, you know, in the future of, if I finish this task, then I could have this reward. Or if I get past this point in the day, then I know I'm going home or something like that. And when that doesn't satiate that unhappiness anymore, when looking forward to that reward, whatever it happens to be, doesn't make me feel better when I think about it, that's kind of when I know I've reached my breaking point. Like, oh, man, it's 11 o'clock in the morning and I've, I've had to deal with 12 problems already and I don't, I haven't even had lunch yet. And, you know, that's when I get frustrated and I have to do something at that point. And for me, sometimes that's just getting up from my desk and walking around just to 
blow off steam or to cool off. Or, I mean, there's not a whole lot I can do in situations like that at work. But like if I'm at, I'm at home and, and I get frustrated or something like that, I'll come upstairs and I'll sit on the couch and I'll talk to mommy or I'll pet the cats and let them, you know, get in my face and give me an allergic reaction. Then I've got something real to worry about at that point, <laughs> right? Um, so when you get to that point, it sounds like when you get to your breaking point, it's probably a little bit further along than, than is healthy to be, to be honest with you. Do you think there is an earlier point that you can get to that, that helps you regulate that negative emotion or that, that unhappy state better? Uh, probably when I'm first starting to kind of feel stressed because at least when it comes to school, I have class after class and basically the stress from one class kind of builds into the stress of the other class and the only time I really get a break is during uh, lunch, but then I have four other classes after that, so... I kind of like the stress kind of builds and builds and I don't normally have the time to release the issues of the stress from one class until when I go to another one. So really, I think what happens is whatever negative emotion I experience in one class, it tends to build onto other negative emo or other negative emotions from other classes build onto it until I get to my breaking point. So you talk about stress a lot causing unhappiness. Is stress the primary source of the unhappiness that you seem to encounter? Uh, in a way, I would say, yeah. Uh, while I do think that in, you know, controlled doses, stress can be, you know, a good tool to improve yourself, I tend to be very stressed when it comes to school to the point it affects, you know, how I feel about a lot of things and like that stress tends to like influence my emotions in a more negative light than it does a positive one, like motivating me to, you know, complete tasks and so forth. Well, that makes sense. Even, even a diamond can only take so much stress before it crumbles. So I think, I think really what you need to focus on is getting to that, recognizing that stress point, recognizing that unhappiness that you're getting to sooner. And then, doing small things to get past that, to relieve some of that stress. I think that's probably one of the things that we're going to have to work on. What can you do, especially in school? Because just like I'm limited in what I can do for, for stress relief at work, you're limited in what you can do at school too. But there are things out there that you can do that we can try to make those things a little bit easier. So, you know, if by the end of the day you're not – ready to come home and explode if, you know, we've used the teapot analogy many times in the past, you know, if you let that stress off slowly throughout the day, by the time you get to the end of the day, it's much more manageable. You come home, you have a support system at home, you've got cats at home that can that can help you to focus on the the calm things in life. You have mommy and daddy that can help with any assignments that you may be running into. So it's really one of those things where we have to find something that you can do. You know, is it going to see a counselor? Is it, you know, regulating that stress by talking to friends in different classes strategically throughout the day? There's something. There's something that we'll find to, to get you through that day. And again, you know, we're getting to the point where it's almost the end of the school year now. So whatever we find, 
we're going to have to find again when the, when the new school year starts anyway. <laughs> but I think yeah. if, if we get into that practice of finding those little stress breakers for you, it'll make life a little bit easier. Um, so we're going to take our last break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about different ways to get happier. All right, we'll be right back. Insights into Entertainment, a podcast series taking a deeper look into entertainment and media. Our husband and wife team of pop culture fanatics are exploring all things from music and movies to television and fandom. We'll look at the interesting and obscure entertainment news of the week. We'll talk about theme park and pop culture news. We'll give you the latest and greatest on pop culture conventions. We'll give you a deep dive into Disney, Star Wars, and much more. Check out our video episodes at youtube.com backslash insights into things. Our audio episodes at podcast.insightsintoentertainment.com or check us out on the web at insightsintothings.com. Welcome back to Insights in the Teens. Today we're talking about living a happy life, and now we're going to talk about how to get happier. Okay, so you can learn how to get happier by managing your mindset, calming your mind, becoming more confident, using your strengths, building your self-esteem, doing things you enjoy, and creating good relationships. That's a lot to think about. You can tackle them all at once. You, no, sorry. Not what I meant. You can't tackle them all at once. But you can start small and pick one thing to work on. The best way to reach any goal is to begin with small, specific actions. After doing these for a while, they become habits, things that fit into your life. Nope. <laughs> things that fit into your day without you thinking about them too much. That's when you move on to build a new daily habit. Achieving small, specific goals can add up to big happiness. So I, I want to take a moment to kind of summarize these last, I guess, nine episodes, not ten episodes because we didn't do them on the tens. You know, the one thing that we've tried to do through this last series is kind of show you how one recognize your emotions, right? I think that's probably the biggest starting point. Yeah. And once you can recognize them and identify them and describe them and label them, then you can start to deal with them. And once you start to deal with them and you start to manage that stress and you learn the different techniques to solve some of that stress, you eventually can work your way up to ultimately what we were shooting for in this series, and that is a happier life. Everybody faces stress. You face it. I face it. Everybody gets to deal with stress in their life. At different points in our life, we face different stress. The stresses that you face now are very different than the stresses that I face. And I think part of the problem that we run into is I've been in your shoes, but it's been a very long time since I've been in your shoes. And I think I am guilty of losing perspective on that sometimes. So I may encourage you to, you know, 
appreciate the stuff that you have now and that should make you happy when while those things are nice those things aren't what make a 16 year old happy they're not the things that solve the problems that you're running into and i think i'm guilty of losing sight of that sometimes um so i want to apologize for that you know i i don't do it neglectfully and i don't do it out of malice i do it trying to help but sometimes the perspective from which i'm coming from in my help is pretty divorced from where you are right now and, and that has a lot to do with different times you know lord knows i don't remember things very well at all you already know that so the way that i remember the stress when i was your age is probably not the way it really happened to me and i'm pretty sure that when i'm when I was your age, I thought everybody that's my age now didn't know what they were talking about and didn't help my situation at all. Um, and it's probably true. So instead of doling out advice over and over again to you, I want to try to be as open a book as possible to try and help find these solutions. Um, so... Bear with me sometimes to try to regain that perspective. Um, this podcast has helped me a lot with that. And we haven't podcast, we haven't had these kind of talks in several weeks now. But I think I may have drifted a little far off the path as a result of that. What do you think I can do or mommy can do or anybody can do to help deal with these stresses and help with the happiness? Well, um, I definitely, like, understand where you're coming from a lot of the time when you're trying to help me, you know, deal with the stuff that I go through, um, but I definitely think the one thing that, uh, I feel is important for a lot of people to understand, uh, especially, like, some specific people uh, is that sometimes there isn't always a solution. Sometimes people who ask for help don't always want a solution to their problem. They kind of just want to, you know, just confide in somebody they trust and, uh, you know, vent their emotions. And I think that's, again, that's another area that I'm guilty in is that I've always been a solutions person. I've always been the type of person that I'm presented with a problem and I feel compelled to solve that problem. You know, I can't not hear about a problem and try and fix it. That's just not in my nature. And I've run into this issue with mommy. You know, there are times that mommy has a stressful day and she just wants to come home and, and, and vent. And tell me about it, and that's how she copes with it. And I'll listen to her, and the wheels immediately start turning in my head as to, all right, this is what you should do, or this is what you should say, or this is who you should go to. And it's not helpful at all. Now, it's no no uh, secret that I'm, I'm not particularly helpful when it comes to these types of things. I admit that you know, <laughs> right off the bat. Um, but sometimes I lose sight of the fact that not being, uh, being not helpful 
can be detrimental to the situation at times. Um, so I totally understand how it, I, I can probably aggravate the situation from time to time on that. Um, so, you know, I'm here to listen. If, if it's something that you don't want to talk to me or mommy about, let's figure out who you can talk to. Is it the counselors at school? Is it somebody else? Is it friends? Is it other family members? Is it maybe there isn't someone that you want to talk to about it. Maybe you just need to deal with it yourself sometimes. And if that's the case, that's okay too. You know, maybe mommy and I can be here kind of as that distraction that you need sometimes to back away from those stresses, to take a break. Because when you get so embroiled in it and so immersed in it, it can tend to bog you down. These are these, some of these are pretty dark emotions sometimes, and we don't want you to get bogged down in there. We we need to reach down once in a while and pull you out of that quicksand and let you come up for some air. So that's kind of what we're trying to do here. I mean, the next next week we're going to be doing one of our perspectives on parenting podcasts, and I think it's it's important as much as I need to understand what your stresses are, it's important for you to understand that you're laughing. Why are you laughing? Nothing. I'll tell you later. Okay. Uh, it's important for you to understand that uh, um, when you become a parent, you don't get a handbook. There isn't a training course that you can go through. A lot of the things that we do as parents is we're learning on the fly. And the only thing we can do is kind of apply what we remember from being a kid to that. And sometimes we get it wrong. You know, I'd like to think we get it right more times than we get it wrong, but sometimes we get it wrong. And sometimes we're just making it up as we go along as best we can. So the important thing is we do it together, right? So... Did you have any response to that? Did you want to tell me what you were giggling about? Or is that an off-the-show-off-the-air type thing? Yeah, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> um, we'll fix it in post, okay. Or we'll talk about it in post or whatever, I don't know. But uh, to what you were saying, yeah, I definitely... I'm definitely, like, excited for, you know, another perspective on... Perspectives on parenting. <sighs> I can't say it. Perspectives on parenting. Say that five times fast. That five times fast. <laughs> Anyway, I'm excited for it because I had the idea that, like, while we definitely get the teen's perspective when it comes to, you know, various issues, which normally the teen never really gets a voice when it comes to this kind of stuff, I feel it's also important to have it come from the parents as well. And, you know, because, like, the parents, parents can have very valid concerns for their kids as well. And I don't want to, like, say that the kids always right or whatever. So, you know, it's important to get both perspectives because, you know, knowing both perspectives is what makes a good relationship. And, you know, I think it's important for all of us to be open and communicative with each other in order to make our relationship work. Okay, I can't argue with that. I think the one closing thing that I want to leave you with, and then we'll, we'll come back for your closing thoughts, is the biggest challenge is recognizing unhappiness. Because if you can't recognize it, you're not going to solve it. Sometimes those solutions aren't canned, out-of-the-box solutions. Sometimes you got to figure it out as you go along. 
So the first thing you have to do is recognize that you're unhappy. Recognize there's a problem. And if there's a solution to that problem, you work that solution. If it's a, something that you just have to get through, then you just get through it. But you get through it with other people. I think that's the important thing, is that you're never in it alone. And uh, hopefully that knowledge will help get through it. So we're going to take uh, just a quick break, come back, and we'll get your closing thoughts. All righty. Okay, so to everyone out there, um, I just wanted to say that overall, emotional intelligence is an important thing to kind of understand. And it's not something that needs to be overly complicated. It's really just kind of taking the small steps in order to get to a point where you can better your life. And it's important to understand that, you know, even in, you know, hard times that a lot of people can experience, there's still points that can cause everyone to have some sort of happiness. And I don't want to make it seem like it's something that, like, oh, you need to be happy now because it's an entire process. It's not something that happens overnight, but it's something that can happen over time. And the important thing is just at least to first recognize it. Okay. Sage advice, as always. Thank you. Kind of got inspired by you. So, well, thank you. Uh, I think that is all we had for today's episode and for this series. Like I said, we'll be back next week with uh, uh, Mommy as a, as a guest on the show. We'll talk about perspectives on parenting uh, next week. And then we get into some more uh, hard-hitting, what did we describe them as? Controversial topics after that. So that should be should be interesting. Um, so we'll see how they go and how much hate mail we get from those. <laughs> uh, but until then, I do want to once again uh, invite folks to uh, subscribe to the podcast. You can find audio versions of this podcast listed as Insights in the Teens. You can find both audio and video of all of our podcasts listed on insight as insights into things. And we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, anywhere you can get a podcast these days. We would also invite you to uh, rate us, give us a, uh, a thumbs up, a like, a star, whatever the rating system is on your podcast um, platform of choice. You can also email us. We, uh, we encourage you to give us your feedback, give us your show suggestions. You can e- I might not give this out during the controversial ones, too, just so I don't get you on that. <laughs> you can email us at comments at insightsintothings.com. We are on Twitter five days. Uh, no, we're on Twitter all the time at <laughs> twitter.com <laughs> slash insights underscore things. We are on Twitch five days a week, as well as YouTube streaming. On Twitch, we are at twitch.tv slash insights into things. On YouTube, we are at youtube.com slash insights into things. Or you can get links to all those and more on our official website at www.insightsintothings.com. And you, I gotta explain this one. <laughs> and don't forget to check out our other two podcasts, Insights into Entertainment, which I have no idea when you guys are gonna do another one, and Insights into Tomorrow are not really monthly podcasts. 
that you guys actually have an episode for hosted by you and my brother, Sam. Wow, that is approved by our marketing department there, folks. (laughs) That's it. Another one in the books. Bye, everyone. Bye.